had to learn to utilize fear. Okay. I don't leave it behind. I identify what I'm afraid of. I then identify what ego-based consciousness I'm prescribing to the fear of the past or fear of the future. That's all there is. Yeah. Fear of the past, resentment and guilt, fear of the future, anxiety and worry. And then I see, do I have a need to be superior? Do I need to be separate, inferior? Do I have a need to be right? Do I have a need to be offended? angry, anxious, frustrated, worried. All of these things are ego-based consciousness that not only interfere with how happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy you are, but they actually accelerate you in the wrong direction. I wanna talk about your biggest loss all at once and how you got past that. So my biggest loss was I bought a condo conversion from a neighbor Okay. and I sunk all my cash, liquid cash into the lawsuit while I was managing all of my properties mm -hmm. and my business investments. At the time, I had a $40 million line of credit at a private bank. Wow. I had been a, per, a member of that bank for over 10 years. Anytime I walked into that bank, I was God, I was Midas. <laughs> they would lick the bottom of my soles if I asked them to when I walked <laughs> into that bank. Overnight, in 2008, the bank was struggling. Remember that. Yeah. I walked into the bank to facilitate servicing the loans that I had on these extraordinary properties I bought, Ski Mountain, which by the way is worth over 200 million today, mm. today. A golf course, by the way, that was the eighth best new golf course, only design course by Sam Snead. And I walked into the bank and the person that I had been dealing with for 10 years wasn't there. Mm. And I knew I was in trouble when some dude I never met came out and said, now what's your name again? Oh, wow. you're done. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> And then I said, well, yeah, I just need a $5 million draw on my $40 million line. I'm Mr. Meltzer. I've been with the bank for 10 years. Actually help bring in the initial investments for your bank. And, oh, nobody called you. You know, Steve doesn't work here anymore. And we've reduced your line because the bank has to mitigate their risk. And we have a lot in the community here. And we're not to the ratio of credit to <laughs> risk. So we've reduced your line to a million. Now, oh. you can be as successful your entire life that you want to be, but if you can't service debt, even on great investments, yeah. and you're in the midst of a lawsuit, yeah. mm -hmm. you're in a whole bunch of mess. <laughs> okay. And I still didn't ask for help. Here's the funniest thing is, number one, I wouldn't have been in the situation I got in if I didn't ask a mentor who had been there before for help that already knew these types of things because they'd been there before. But more importantly, when the shit hit the fan, my ego was still involved. Yes. So I was too afraid to ask anyone for help because I'll pull it off. Mm. Yep. I pulled it off all right. I almost lost my life and my wife and everything I owned uh, wow. until my wife, you know, told me, dude, you got to take stock in who you were and what you want to become because this isn't about money for you. You yeah. always have made money. Nine months out of law school, you didn't know anyone, you didn't know anything, and you made a million bucks. This is about your values. And I need, she's going to leave me because she was afraid I'd end up dead. It wasn't about the money. Wow. And so I took stock into gratitude and forgiveness and accountability and inspiration. I had faith. I call faith gratitude of the future. Yeah. Mm. I had gratitude of the future instead of just gratitude for the past. Yeah. And once I shifted my paradigm, didn't take long where I came back. And today, here I am 15 years later after 2008, making more money than ever, helping more people than ever, and certainly having more fun. But yeah. you had to leave your ego behind. I, ha I had to learn to utilize fear. Okay. See, ego, you, if I could give egoectomies, I could, right? <laughs> 
but I don't leave it behind. I identify what I'm afraid of. I then identify what ego-based consciousness I'm prescribing to the fear of the past or fear of the future. That's all there is. Yeah. Fear of the past, resentment and guilt, fear of the future, anxiety and worry. And then I see, do I have a need to be superior? Do I need to be separate, inferior? Do I have a need to be right? Do I have a need to be offended? angry, anxious, frustrated, worried. All of these things are ego-based consciousness that not only interfere with how happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy you are, but they actually accelerate you in the wrong direction, mm. creating greater void shortages and obstacles for you. When if you learn to identify what not only you're afraid of, but what ego-based consciousness you're prescribing to it, it allows you to stop, breathe, remember, remind, and recollect that you're part and parcel of an omniscient, all-powerful source, a unified, abundant, infinite system of thought. And instead of thinking, I gotta go get more, I gotta resist this, go over it, under it, through it, around it, lie to it, manipulate it, cheat it. Not me, man. I remember, remind, and recollect what it is I'm here for and the trajectory of what I think I want, who can help me and who I can help. And then I know how to get it done effectively, efficiency with statistical success, prioritizing what's important to me. And instead of searching for my why, I'm applying it. Yeah. But how, how, did, how long was that time period of you in that dark place? And, and what, what really changed? I know you're talking about you got into more wellness, you got into better habits. You talk about habits yeah. all the time. So how did that change? Maybe in more detail, especially with habits, because there's a yeah. lot of people that are watching this that want to change their habits for the better. So I... First of all, I had to understand habits. Mm. So behaviors and energy, just like money. Yes. Yep. And so I studied energy because I wanted to know the characteristics of energy. Okay. And the characteristics of energy that I found are three things. Energy aggregates on itself. It attracts more of like energy. Yep. It gives me exponentiality of outcomes. So instead of if I consistently put forth the same energy, the same behavior, that it doesn't every week one plus one the second week, plus one, it's one, two, four, eight, 16. Yes. And then the third is it accelerates. So it happens faster, which allows me to be more aware of the progress I'm making. You see, the problem that I found with behavior, even with me, is that when I had good behavior, I expected instant results. So if I did good behavior and I didn't see a result, I would quit or change directions. True. Worse for me, because I got a lot of fast results, so I had some feedback at least, like money, that yeah, I was okay. doing the right thing. Yeah. My problem was the worst one, which is the bad behaviors, surrounding myself with bleeders, drugs, alcohol, partying, strip clubs, all the things, the behaviors that are not aligned with the trajectory of where I wanted to be or the values I had of gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration. So what happens with bad behaviors? Same thing, aggregates, exponentially compounds its outcomes and accelerates. The difference is when you do bad things, you don't expect bad results. But see, good, be good behavior and bad behavior have the same instant result. Progress in the direction in which the behavior is rendered. Good behavior creates good progress, bad behavior creates bad progress. <laughs> Remember, it's exponential. Yes. So this is what happens in bad behavior. And this, I see it at 55 more than ever. I have friends that have been smoking, drinking, doing drugs for 30 years now. Yeah. And I see them. Dude, look at me, man. No effect at all. I'm, you know, skinnier than you. I'm this, got more hair than you. I feel better <laughs> than you. And I know 
they've been, had bad behaviors aggregating. So at that time, they're only 50% of the way to cancer. Yeah. But mm. when you're 50% of the way, you're only one more flip to yes. 100. See, when you're 25, the year before, yeah. you feel like, shit, I am invincible. Yeah. I've been doing this 29 years, and look, I still got 75 more percent to fuck up my life. <laughs> then it doubles to 50, and you still think you're invincible. Oh, man, I've been doing this for 30 years. I got another 30 years till I'm effed up. No, you got one more year till it doubles to 100% of the way, and they find cancer, or you're broke, or you know you die. Like one of my friends, you know, he didn't wake up two weeks after he told me I'm healthier than you. Wow. Wow. So was that was that a lot of it for you too? Changing the people that you were around? Big, big deal. I have a sign. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Love yeah. I surrounded myself with the wrong people and the wrong ideas. I had to fire people from my life. And this is a new, uh, not many people have heard this before because I came up with this. I always talk about the great chain of feeding, yeah. right? Feed those that feed you. But there's a new nuance to that that I want people to think about. I am very subjective about my chain of feeding by the relativity of the relationship. So my mom who's 80 bleeds me. You guys, your moms may bleed you too. Yes. But the relative, I lie in front of a bus for my mom and give her my life. Sure, so I don't care. Yeah. yeah. She gets still the same amount of attention. I'm not firing my mom from my life. I'm not letting her fall away. She can bleed away. Yeah. But I used to let people that weren't relative to me, like my mom, that wouldn't lie in front of me in, in a bus for me, like my mom has her whole life, putting me first, all the things she's given me. And I give them the same exact relativity and I'd let them bleed me. Mm. And they were like elementary school friends that I was still trying to impress yeah. buying things I don't need to impress people I don't like. Yeah. And I, I don't know why I was 50 years old going, look at this dude, like I, I, he made me feel bad. He still thinks I'm not successful. What he thinks of me is none of my business. I don't care. I will fire that fucker from my life. Excuse my language. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. I, I, I want to ask you like, Obviously, ton of successful businesses, ton of losses, all these things, and the way you speak, it's like fucking magical. I want to know: Do you have anybody? Do you like? Are you big on mentors? Are you big on coaches for yourself? Always. Yeah. I've had a sleep coach because it's a third of my life, and I think it's the easiest way I can Genius, create separation. That's fucking amazing. So I have a sleep coach because the easiest way to create, you know, advantages in my life is. Look, there's tons of baseball players. So if I had someone coaching me in baseball, what's that going to do for me? Yeah. There's tons of baseball coaches, tons of baseball players. How many people you know that has a sleep coach for 17 years? I'm, you're the first exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. I'm maximizing my eight hours, <laughs> a third of my life. And that's why I have so much energy is for recovery and access. I have this extraordinary sleep coach, but I have all times a minimum of three coaches. And the way I pick my mentor coaches and teachers. Teachers are people that can explain things. They're more short time people. I can look at YouTube. Someone can teach me something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, coach, I have someone that's going to bring the best out of me, like a Tim Story, a yep. Saad Guru. Yeah. Like these guys are bringing the best out of me. And then mentors are someone who sits in a situation that I want to be in. So I have a real estate mentor right now because there's some really historically repetitive things going on in real estate that if I have someone that's been in real estate for 45 years successfully, yeah. they can tell me what it means when there's very little supply but interest rates are high and with short-term rentals and ADUs and other things, yeah. they can just tell me what to do. True. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that's a good mentor to have. Yeah. So I'm always burying the teachers I have and the mentors I have 
And then coaches, I, I don't switch out as much because they're people who bring the best out of me. So the more they know me and the longer they work with me, so I have a sleep coach. Amazing. Someone that's bringing the best out of me when I sleep to recover and access. But I, feel I, need, like, the, I, I need his number, by the way. Her. Sleep coach. Her. Okay. She's Her. the MOB okay. sleep coach. Amazing. I, I, I want to ask you, because again, I think people are very, I don't know what it is. People seem to be very reluctant to get coaches. Especially or, athletes, which is, kills me. I'm an entrepreneur coach for athletes yeah. when they're retiring or retired. Okay. And it's so funny when the resistors like, I don't need no coach. I'm like, oh, so you're a Hall of Famer and had a coach since you were five years old. You're now 45 years old in the Hall of Fame and you're going to start doing business. I'm a, a, a Hall of Fame business person. Mm. I've lost over $100 million. I know lessons that you will never know and you don't need a coach anymore? Yeah. But, but why do you think they're so reluctant? Why do you think people are so reluctant to get coaches? Humility, in, 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 man. It's an ego mm. thing too sometimes, right? It's humility and fear. They, they, everyone has sucked their ass for so long <laughs> that they're afraid to say, I don't know. True, yeah, true. Like, I was that way. I thought because I was good at sales that I knew everything about business and everything about life. Yeah. yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. True. Like, the one thing I love about Gary, when I first met him, like, I have, I'm well-read. You know, I study every day, yeah. mm -hmm. right? I, I've studied Course in Miracles, the Bhagavad Gita. I literally have read any great Covey book, Napoleon Hill, Wayne Dyer. I'm well read. So I started talking about frequency and vibration to Gary. And he said, oh, I don't know anything about that. Wow. And I'm like, I love you, man. Like <laughs> your humility. He's all, but I, I can get someone that does. Uh -huh. You know, that's what I'm looking for. And that's what you don't see a lot of times athlete, celebrity, billionaire, millionaire, entertainers. They just don't have the radical humility. Just because you're the world's greatest singer doesn't mean you know anything about anything else. In fact, like the world's greatest doctors are horrible business people. Why? Because they're the world's greatest doctors. Mm -hmm. That's all they've done. Yeah. Right? Michael Phelps, world's greatest Olympic athlete ever and swimmer. Do you think he, in what world does he know more about business than I do? Yeah, true. I don't know shit about swimming, and I wouldn't say that I did, but somehow nobody would care if I told you that. True. <laughs> Fair. What would you say to, let's say, young entrepreneurs out there that maybe don't have access to these coaches bullshit. that are looking for advice? Is it bullshit? Is it bullshit? It's bullshit. Look, I teach people the easiest and fastest way to change your life. The best piece of advice I would give my 18-year-old self, yeah. ask for help. Yeah. See, we still live in a zero-sum game when we're young. We think there's winners and losers. Everything's a trade and negotiation and a comparison and a competition. It's not. The best thing you can do is go to the highest level you can as a young person and ask for help under the context of value add that you're just not aware because you can't be where I am, how much value it adds to my life when a young person gives me the honor, the respect of saying, hey man, I really appreciate what you know and what you're doing can you teach me yeah can you bring the best out of me yeah. can you show me directions to where you are that's why i have such a big intern program mm -hmm. true but they wouldn't have internships without asking for help and what's the worst thing someone could say uh sorry i don't have time yeah like the greatest people the highest level people the spirits of excellence they're never going to say no yeah they may say hey i don't have enough time and then you can say what but do you know anyone that can help me there you go. Mm. And they have surrounded themselves with way more people that can help you than you know. And they're just leading you to the next open door to allow you to accelerate, aggregate, and get exponentiality of outcomes in your life.